This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. This amazing six-day message of Pastor Ray entitled, The Power and Blessings of Faith, Good Works, and Obedience, brings together three of the most important principles any serious Christian needs in order to guarantee that their life will be filled with victory and prosperity in all things, just as God has ordained it. In his first four days, Pastor addresses the Christian who knows that faith has the power to change lives, knows and professes God's Word, but doesn't activate its promises by doing what God tells him to do and his life lies dormant. Faith has the power to change his life, but requires action to do it. In the final two days, Pastor explores the powerful truth that once we put action to our faith, There's always a blessing attached to that obedience to God's Word. Here's another life-changing message on God's promises always being yes and obedience always bringing blessing, long life, and prosperity. All right, I want to continue on the messages that I've been sharing over the last couple of weeks. Kind of started out with faith demands action. And I got into that to, you know, some degree. There were some other aspects of it that I wanted to get to. But I'm going to kind of go back to that maybe later. But I wanted to kind of pick up on this idea of obedience. Because we said, I left off last week saying that faith demands action in order for it to work. And action really translates into this word obedience. All right? So if I say that I'm walking by faith, then I'm going to have the, the fruit of obedience in my life. It's going, to be, it's going to be evident by the life that I live. And I, I'm going to have a life that seeks and wants to be obedient to God and to his word. And that's really where, where the Lord is trying to get all of us into a place of obedience, where we don't just do what we want to do. We don't live the way we want to live. But we live according to the word of God. And um, so I'm going to, you know, I've been harping on this because sad to say, and you tell me, maybe some of you have witnessed the same thing, but I'm a pretty observant person. I love to just watch people from a distance and watch, you know, how they live and what happens in their life. And, And I talk to people and I like to listen to people. And one of the things that I think I've found that I think is quite prevalent in the body of Christ is that there are a lot of people who believe in the Lord, and they're, they're saved, they're going to heaven. But they're not as obedient to the Word of God. They kind of live their own lives and do their own things, and they're not really much, really much concerned about obeying God's Word. They just kind of live on this idea, or, or the reality, it's not even an idea, it's the truth, that they've received Jesus into their heart, and you know they believe in Jesus, and they're going to die and go to heaven. But the sad part to me is that when a person lives in that condition, they really shortchange themselves. And they really, they really hurt their own, their own lives. 
Because there really is a blessing that comes with obedience to God's word. And it's not like God is some sort of taskmaster that wants to bring you into, you know, forced submission because that's not how God works. God does not force anyone into submitting to his word. He gently guides us and nudges us and speaks to us in the hopes that we're going to get the message that it really does pay to obey God, to serve him and to follow his ways and abandon our ways of old. You know, the things that I did and the life that I lived before I gave my life to Jesus never produced anything of of any worth or value to anyone, not to myself or to anybody else. I lived a very self-centered, selfish life, and I did whatever my flesh wanted to do. I didn't live in obedience to God's word, but I came to find out, you know, when I came to my senses, that once you, you give your heart to Jesus and truly give your heart to the Lord and start to live this word and start to obey the word of God, wherever I am, wherever I can, wherever I'm, I see a, a, a command or a promise or something that Jesus has taught that I can fit into my life. When I do that, when I did that, I began to see that my life changed and I started to have a life that was worth living. And that's really what it's about, folks. It's about de- developing a life that pleases God, honors God, and that blesses me. Amen. It's not just about you know, God putting all of these, you know, requirements on you. As a matter of fact, we've got to come away from the have-to Christianity to the want-to Christianity. I want to do this because I love God. I want to do this because I realize the more that I obey the Lord, the more that I exhibit obedience to his word in my life, the more blessed I become, the more God increases my life doesn't take things away. He increases my life. And the sad part to me is so many people are living so far below what God would have for them because they haven't come into that place of obedience to God's word. They still, you know, there's still a lot of things, a lot of things going on in their life where they're holding on to sinful activities and sinful ways or just ways of disobedience. And we've got to deal with that in our life if we really want the blessed life the way God wants us to live the blessed life. Now, most certainly once we get saved and we're in the kingdom and we love the Lord and we're doing, we are blessed. But God wants to bless you in such a way that you are supremely blessed, overwhelmingly blessed, overflowing with blessings in your life. That's what God wants. But you can't be a marginal Christian. You can't be a marginal Christian. You've got to be serious about this stuff. And I, again, I just see so many people, you know, they love God, bless their heart and their stupid heads, but they, they, lo- they love God, but they're resistant to doing it God's way. Now, some of them just don't know, but some of them do know, and they still insist on not doing it God's way. And um, I'm all about following the Bible. I'm all about doing whatever God would require of me. Now, of course, we're not going to be perfect at this because no human could ever be perfect. You find a perfect human being, run. (laughs) Run away from that person as fast as you can because there are no, there was only one perfect person that ever walked this earth and that was Jesus Christ. Everybody else, you know, falls short. We don't mean to, we don't want to, we don't, hopefully don't do it deliberately, but even if we do, 
That, we have the blood of Jesus that forgives us and helps us, amen, and cleanses of all unrighteousness. So there are no perfect people, but um, we do our best to live for God and live in his ways and live according to his word. Because if we obey him, if we put our whole heart into obeying this word and doing everything that God asks us to do, our lives are going to be blessed, overwhelmingly blessed. So today, I want to I kind of focus in on two portions of scripture. And I want you first to open up to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. And we're going to look at a verse in there. And then if you have uh, another finger available, I want you to go to Deuteronomy chapter 28. So we're going to look at these two scriptures. And we're going to call this, if we're going to give it a title, Obedience Brings Blessing, Long Life, and Prosperity. That's what we did last week. Obedience Brings Blessing, Long Life, and Prosperity. And this will be a second part to it. So we have to lay this foundation down first to really understand the Word of God and the blessings that are contained within the Word of God. If you don't understand this verse and this principle, it's going to be hard for you to understand anything else that we might talk about as it relates to the blessings of God. So here in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, there are many ways to approach this, but I'm going to approach it in a very simplistic way this morning to make it as easy and as, po- as, easy as possible for you. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, and we're going to go to, let's start at verse 19. Uh, no, actually, let's start at verse 18. But as God is faithful, this is Paul speaking, as God is faithful, our word to you was not yes and no. See, God is not a yes and no God. In other words, God is not a maybe God. Now, did you all hear what I said? God is either yes or no. He's not like a lot of humans. We haven't made our mind up yet. In other words, God's already made his mind up on everything in this book. Everything that he said, his mind is already made up. So... As God is faithful, our word to you is not yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, by me, by Sylvanus and Timothy, was not yes and no, but in him was yes. Now listen. For all the promises of God in him are yes. And in him, amen to the glory of God through us. Wow. Now, you have to understand that and put that down. That has to be your foundation. If you don't understand that, all of the promises, that means that everything that's contained in the Old Testament, every promise that God gave to the children of Israel is a promise that we can claim for ourselves. Every promise that is spoken of and given in the New Testament is for you and for me. It's not yes or no. It's not a maybe. It is an absolute yes. For all the, how many of the promises? All. What does all mean? It means everything. It means all. It means everything is included. So for all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him, amen, to the glory of God. So whatever God has given a promise, we're in the covenant. We're believers in Jesus Christ. We have the same privilege and opportunity to receive the benefit of those promises. That's why, as a believer, you ought to know the word of God. Because you have a book full of promises that you can claim and stand on and believe God for yourself, for your family, for your needs. Because every one of these promises are already yes and amen. But how are these promises going to be activated? 
They have to be activated by, can somebody tell me? By faith. We have to have and activate our faith to activate the promise, to see it come to pass. All right. So with that, let's go over to Deuteronomy chapter 28. This is a very powerful verse of scripture. As a matter of fact, some of you are going to hear phrases and words that you hear me say every time I end the service and I pray a blessing over you. Some of you probably didn't even realize it, but most of it is taken right from here, Deuteronomy chapter 28. Very extremely uh, powerful. So all the promises are yes and amen. So let's start in verse 1 of chapter 28 of the book of Deuteronomy. And let's make some comments as we go along. Listen to this. Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. Now do you realize that these promises haven't changed? Do you realize that these promises are the same as the day that God spoke them? They are as powerful and as meaningful and as useful to human beings as the day that they were spoken thousands of years ago. See, the Word of God is active and living and sharper than a two-edged sword. The, the, The Word of God never changes. The Word of God stays, things in this world change. People change, people change their minds. All kinds of things change, but God's word never changes. That's why we have to understand 2 Corinthians 1.20. All the promises of God are yes and amen. You can go to the bank with the promise of God. If he spoke it then and he meant it then, he speaks it now and he means it now. So he said, now listen, so let's pay attention to the teaching here. It shall come to pass, and I want you to get your pencil and I want you to line this word, if. See, we read over these little words, and we don't want to include these, but these are very, very important little words. It shall come to pass if, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. Now, he's going he's to enumerate what's going to come to pass in our lives, and that gets exciting. When you see all of the blessings that God wants to give you in your life, but it, it, it hinges On this, are you ready? This is the word I'm going to use. It hinges on this condition. See, this is why sometimes you don't see people who say they love God really walk in the blessings of God because they haven't met the condition for the blessing. They've met the condition for salvation. They've met the condition. They're saved. They're going to heaven. There's no doubt about it. But you got to go a step deeper if you want to receive the overwhelming blessing that God wants to dis, uh, you know, put in your life and, and cause to happen in your life. And he says, we, we, we get shades of it right here. He said, it shall come to pass. In other words, it's going to happen. It's going to come to pass in your life if, the condition is if, you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. You know, it bothers me because you do see people trying to cheat and to do it some other way. But you can't cheat. You either have to do it God's way or you can't do it. The condition is you have to obey. The condition is you have to diligently, in other words, put effort into obeying and following the teachings of Jesus and the teachings of the Bible. Because if you do, This is what God says is going to happen back in your life. That's why we don't want to have any 
breaches. We don't want any breaks or openings in this hedge of protection that we have from the Word of God by having disobedience in our life somewhere. That's why we want to close the door to sin in our lives. That's why we want to live clean. We want to live righteously before God. And we want to live with a humble heart. And when we do mess up, or if we're having a struggle, we're fighting through something, we, we got to let God know. And oh, He knows it, but He wants you to know it. We got to let God know and let ourselves know that we are heartily sorry for this and we're seeking God for His help for a way out of it. We're not using grace as an opportunity to sin. Is everybody with me? Now, it, it shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. It's going to happen. If you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully. See, that's one of the problems, I think, in the body of Christ is that we're just not careful with our walk. We're loose with our mouth. We, we are loose with our life. We're, we're, we're not really careful with following and obeying the principles of God's word. Not all of us, but many of us, some of us. And we wonder why we're not coming up with the blessings of God in our life. And again, God's not looking for, for, for perfection. He's simply looking for people whose hearts are perfect towards Him. I want to get this right. I want to do this right. And I'm ashamed of myself when I don't. Is this too hard on anybody this morning? I'm trying to help you. So, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all His commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations. So, the very first promise we see here, listen to this, God is going to give you a place of prominence. In whatever you do, wherever you are, God will give you, you're going to stand out against everybody else because you are obeying the Word of God. See, it, it, there's a blessing attached to obedience to the things of God and to the Word of God. He said, He's going to give you prominence. You don't have to, you don't have to try to make your own prominence. You don't have to try to force your way uh, to get people to like you or, or recognize you. You just obey God. You do this. You do your life God's way. You, you just live the Word of God. And God said He will make you prominent. Amen. He will put you in high places. When you obey God and you put God first in your life, God will give you prominence. Amen. All right, so let's see what he says. Verse 2. And all these blessings shall come and overtake you. L- listen to how the blessings. This is the realm uh, that we all ought to be living in. The realm where blessings are not just coming on us, but overtaking us to the point of overflow in our life. All these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because, because, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. They're not coming because you're so good or you're so holy or because you're so perfect. It's because you are doing your best to obey the Word of God and to put the principles of God's Word into operation in your life. You're walking by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. And the Word says that these blessings are going to chase you down and they're going to overtake you. All of these blessings. All of these blessings. So let's keep reading. What are the blessings? Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. In other words, wherever you go, the blessings of God are going to follow you wherever you end up. You could be in the city, in the country. You could be up north, down south. You could be on the other side of the world. Wherever you are, the blessings of God are going to follow. In other words, wherever you are, God will be right there with you, bestowing and pouring his blessings upon your life. 
You shall be blessed in the city, blessed in the country. So wherever you are, God will bless you. God knows exactly, he knows exactly where you yes. are. All of these blessings will come upon you because you obey the Word of God. If I could just get people to obey the Word of God. If we could just get people to obey the Word of God, my goodness, we would see lives turn around. We'd see people walk in tremendous blessing, all of these wonderful blessings. Now, also, I want to I point this out. When we get through all of these things, you ought you to confess these blessings over your life. But don't just jump over verses 1 and 2 and go right to 3. Because Christians have a way of doing that. They jump over certain blessings. You got to start with verse 3 and speak it. I mean, start with verse 1 and speak it. Don't just go to verse 3. Go to verse 1 and speak. If I diligently obey the voice. And then you have to stop and look and say, where in my life do I need to tighten something up? Where in my life do I need to clean something up? All right. So let's keep reading. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks. Now, now the interesting thing here is, of course, we don't, we don't deal with flocks and cattle and farming. He was talking to, you know, a, a, a group of people who did this for a living. Or this is what it was addressed. That's how they made their, their, their living. Their, their money was made by farming and by cattle and so on and so forth. Well, we're not doing that. But the promise still remains. The essence of the promise is simply this, that whatever you do, you're going to be fruitful. Amen. Whatever you do, you're going to be fruitful. Whatever you lay your hands to, shall prosper. So he says, blessed shall be in the fruit of your body. What's the fruit of your body? Your children will be blessed. Just because you have purpose to obey God to the best of your ability and put the word of God into operation in your life, into action in your life. He says, so uh, you will be fruitful in everything that you do. Let's keep reading. Verse 5. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. Amen. You know what that means? Your daily activities of life. Yes. It means just your daily. So you're going to be blessed when you come in, and you're going to be blessed when you go out. Amen. Everywhere you go, the blessings of God are going to find you, hunt you down, overtake you. Why? Because you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. Now, a lot of people get uncomfortable with this because I know what happens. You start condemning yourself. Let me just stop here for a minute because I feel like the Holy Spirit is speaking to me right now. I got I to address this. People condemn themselves. Well, I don't feel like I'm obedient enough. Well, I just told you that it's not about being perfect. Amen. It's about having a heart that wants to get it right and is doing and making and taking the steps. Yeah. Taking the steps in the right direction. Hallelujah. So your daily, your daily life, your daily activities are going to be blessed. Everything you, you do during the day is going to be blessed. Tune in again Monday afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. Before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. Hello, this is Pastor Ray. I wanted to take a moment from today's broadcast to tell you about a brand new book I've written that's just become available for purchase entitled Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise. I wrote this book because of after more than 37 years of pastoring, I see too many Christians, both newly saved and those mature in their walk with God, fall victim to a device of the enemy that he has been using against God's people ever since the beginning of time. It's simply a threefold plan of discouragement, doubt, and compromise. I know this material will be a tremendous blessing to you in encouraging and stimulating your faith and helping you to truly be more than a conqueror. Why not go to my website right now and order your copy, PastorRayNY.com. Why not order a copy for a friend as well? That's PastorRayNY.com.